Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch the Muppet Movie two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And joining us again today, we have a very special guest star. Who are you, guy? Who who am I? Oh, I'm uh, I'm Joe Hennis. I'm uh, co-owner of ToughPigs.com. Who is Joe Hennis? Who is that guy? Well, Joe Hennis is the co-creator of Too Many Cookies, the viral sensation. <laughs> it's true. Well, along with my my beautiful wife Sarah Grace. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we did that together. Awesome. I loved Good it. Stuff. But today we are looking at minute 95 and I guess a little bit of 96 of the Muppet movie. This is the final mo- minutes of the Muppet movie. This oh, man. All ends. I never thought it would happen. I thought the it movie was just going to go on forever. Muppet movie is over. Uh, so we begin in the middle of the credits and we end when the movie does. Because <laughs> this is it, folks. We end with total blackness. That's right. So I don't want to dwell on the names of all these people who mostly didn't work with the Muppets again. But uh, there are just a couple that I think are kind of interesting. So if you guys will indulge me for just a moment. uh, Yes. Indulge, indulge away. The camera operator here, Richard Adisa worked on two best picture winners in a row, Rocky and one flew over the cuckoo's nest as a camera operator. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like shortly before the Muppet movie. And then he worked on Sextet, starring uh, Mae West when she was 80, 85 years old. Oh, boy. Where she, married, where she marries Timothy Dalton. Um, <laughs> so, and then we talked a lot about um, the titles. You talked about the font on the titles, Joe. Yep, I love fonts. Uh, the title designer here is Wayne Fitzgerald, who also did the titles for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And Apocalypse Now and Rocky Three, a movie that also has Kermit the Frog in it. Ooh, wow, that's uh, that's incredible, actually. I also like thinking about when you see the credit for the person who who created the titles, because that means that you are seeing the a title designed by the person who designed the titles, designing a title for his own name. Well, it's right, like a snake right. eating its own tail. Yes, so meta. Um, the illustrator for the film is a guy named Tom Southwell and the Muppet movie was his first film and he went on to do illustration and or concept art for Blade Runner, Gremlins 2, The New Batch, Romancing the Stone, the first X-Men movie. So That's awesome. Yeah, been involved in all kinds of awesome stuff. Major League. And City Um, Slickers starring uh, Muppets Tonight guest star Billy Crystal. Sure, yeah. And, uh, and Bruno Kirby, uh, the son of the other guy who the, was in the gate yeah. guard. Yes. yes. Uh, Bruce Kirby. Bruce Kirby. Then, thank you. And then let's see. Okay. It's got a couple more and then we can move on. Uh, the assistant art director here, Eric Orbaum, worked on Baby's Day Out, Spawn, and the Village People movie, Can't Stop the Music. <laughs> wow. So he's had also quite a career. And <clears throat> last one that I'm going to bring up, the sound effects editor, Bill Wistrom, was the supervising sound editor on Star Trek, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. Whoa, so he's their go-to guy. 
Yeah, he did the sound effects editing in the Muppet movie and then 18 years of Star Trek. So he has an entry on the Muppet Wiki and Memory Alpha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'll, I mean, that, and that's the thing. Like, so many of these people worked on the Muppet movie, and we don't – I mean, I've never noticed any of these names ever. No, you never look – you never really read them. You're looking at the things the Muppets are doing in the background. You're thinking about the movie you just saw. Well, you know, they all have families. They do. See, exactly. They do. There's also a guy credited named Kenneth Ritchie, who's credited as the Greensman. And I thought Kermit was the Greensman, you guys. Ah. Uh, but he's not even a man. <laughs> he's the Greens frog. I thought Kermit was the Greens fellow. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. Um, so we, before we move on to talk about the actual Muppets, do either of you guys have anything about any of the, any of the names we see here? About any no, I, I, I never want yeah. to talk about these names again. <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to mention there's a special thanks to David O'Dell. Oh, David right. O, yeah, David O'Dell was on the writing staff of The Muppet Show. And at this time, he may have already been working on the script for The Dark Crystal, which he wrote that screenplay. Uh, if right. I had to guess, he probably did some punching up of the screenplay for this movie, which, you know, hence yeah, the credit. Right. I'm, I'm but, sure he uh, did. Yeah, David O'Dell. We also see a credit that says Big Bird, courtesy of Children's Television Workshop. Indeed. Yeah, I think that's the only thing that, that confused me when I was younger, because I didn't realize that they were separate, even though they kind of weren't. It's like Big Bird was owned by, by Henson Company at that point, right? I believe Como, as far as I know, from the beginning, Henson Company and Children's Television Workshop owned the characters 50-50. Mm. That's oh, okay. Well, that makes as much sense as anything. I would assume yeah. there was some kind of deal, at least, where they had to uh, get permission or at least notify them if they were going to use the characters and something yeah. else. I mean, now, like, looking back at it with, with an adult eye, that makes 100% sense. But as a kid, it's like, it would be like like thanking, you know, someone for the use of Fozzie Bear. And it's like, but he, he's their friend. He's always there. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, Big Bird was on the Muppet Show, so yeah. true. he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> he's Big Bird. He does whatever he wants. <laughs> He's six years old, and he flew to London by himself, Joe. That's right, and he hitchhiked across the country. He does whatever he wants. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's hitchhiking so much as just walking, because, like, you know. Well, he's got a bindle. He had a bindle. That's true. <laughs> oh, man, I like that guy. Um, so, anyways, while these various names are flashing across the screen, we also see Muppets doing things. And I love those guys. Um, I, I think many of our listeners probably know there is uh, an alternate version that was on the uh, first UK home video release, um, where you can actually hear their dialogue. So that's what I want to talk about first is you guys both just rewatched this. I assume as I did. Yeah. Yes. What is some of your favorite dialogue that we hear? Joe, our guest, I'll start with you. I, I, I love almost all of it. And it's interesting to me that like, there's actually funny things happening uh, uh, with like with what the Muppets are saying that like we I, I never knew about for decades of of watching and, and loving this movie that it's like but they it's almost like cutting a joke like you're covering up a joke like several good jokes with um, with the, the the music um so I I wrote down a bunch of them and I guess we could just go out of order um but my favorite one was was probably Fozzie Bear um asking people was I funny. Was I funny? 
was I funny? And nobody's paying attention to him. He's until- just asking around with increasing desperation. Yeah. And then Kermit eventually comes up to him and says, uh, Fozzie, you were very, very funny, which is, by the way, one of the few lines that you can actually hear in the um, the version that, that I grew up with. Uh, Wait, uh, and Fozzie goes, well, I knew that. <laughs> That's great. It's so good. All right, Ryan, what was a favorite of yours? Um, I like that. So uh, Floyd and Janice have a little interaction, and then Animal starts uh, going crazy. He's saying, woman, woman. But then he starts emulating Janice's speech patterns. Animal says, for sure, really, for sure, really. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was good. I like, um, so my favorite is New Zealand pops up and says the movie was great. And then he says, all it lacked was me and my fish. And Kermit says, you can be in the next one, Lou. Which so, what, Oh, sorry, go uh, ahead. Well, first of all, I love that just like they put, hiding in the closing credits, uh, there's going to be a next one. It's it, it's almost like a, the Muppets will return mm. or something, you know, yeah. like a James Bond will return. Um, but uh, also a tease for our listeners. Will New Zealand be in the next one? Ooh. You have to well, tune- here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to – I'm just gonna spoil like yeah yeah he's gonna be in the next one but I couldn't remember are does he have any fish in the next one? I don't know that he does. He has yeah. a, a running gag that does not involve fish. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, he might be holding one in like a like a happiness hotel scene or something like, but I don't remember. Yeah. Huh. I guess we'll I guess we'll find out. We will. Right. Wow. Um, huh. So one thing that stood out to me, I think it was immediately after that scene. Uh, Robin tells Kermit, he's like, "Oh, I think you're a great actor." And Kermit says, that wasn't acting. That was real life. Yes, yeah. Which, like, so I'll wait a minute. What... Was this approximately how it happened? Or is this, was that actually what happened? Or was that real life? Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Does it mean, I mean, he, Kermit had the line earlier about doing his own stunts. So I guess I kind of uh, interpret it as being along those same lines. But yeah, I mean, I guess Kermit is playing himself. So to him, it's his real life. I guess so. I mean, I guess it, like, I, I mean, it could be the easiest way to interpret it is probably that, you know, Kermit was like, well, I, I'm not an actor. I was only being Kermit. Like, it, like, I don't, don't compliment my acting. Cause that's, that was real. Not that the events of the movie were, were real, like documentary style. Right. Right. Um, another thing that I really like is Sam, the Eagle to say, telling Kermit that the movie was sick and weird. Yeah, no, he, and he doesn't tells Kermit say thank you or something. Well, he oh, tells no, yeah, Scooter. Scooter. It's Scooter. He he says, I wrote this down. Scooter says, hey, Sam, what'd you think? Sam says, it was sick and weird. Scooter says, glad you liked it. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good, too. Uh, There's also uh, the bit where Sweetums is is, uh, complimenting people, including the chickens. He's gesturing very wildly. Um, Slapping chickens around. Yep. And then uh, uh, he uh, eats one of New Zealand's fish. Well, I was going to say about the chickens, it kind of the meaning of it changes when you can understand the dialogue because it, it's more clear that he's not deliberately smacking the chickens around because I, I think I always used to think that he was just just doing that on purpose, just slapping chickens. Right, but this seems like something he would do. It does, yeah. but yeah, he it's it's uh, completely uh, accidental. He's just yeah. gesturing. I also like that Lou Zealand walks up and says this, I don't remember the fish's name, I didn't write it down. Tommy. But- Tommy, Tom, my yeah. fish Tommy uh, is so excited to meet you, and Sweetum says, I'm excited to eat him too. Now, from Sweetum's perspective, did he really think that the fish was saying, I'm excited to eat you? 
Sweetums don't care. Come on, no. Sweetums. He just used that as an excuse to eat the fish. Yeah, that makes as much New Zealand sense. is so distraught, though. I do feel bad for him. He says, oh, no. <laughs> um, I, I also wrote down that Rolf has, uh, has a very short interaction with Beaker, which is a combination that you don't see very often. Uh, I couldn't Beaker, understand the question that Ralph asks him. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't quite get that either. But Beaker meeps at him for a minute, and Rolf goes, "Yeah, whatever," which yeah. is probably what any of us would do. Yeah, which I like that. Um, also, a pig, piggy has a flock of pigs around her, and she asks them a series of inane questions. Did you like, my, <laughs> did you like my song? How about my karate? Yeah, they loved her karate. They loved but she also obviously surrounds herself with a bunch of yes men or yes pigs. Yeah, they're just like a bunch of sycophants. Yeah. Including Link, uh, though, which seems odd. I also wait. Am, am I? I forget. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Are you gonna bleep me? Can you bleep me? Uh, I, go ahead, and if it's uh, too much, yeah. I'll beep you. No, this is a bleepable square. So I, I wanted to write something about how Marvin Suggs is, um, you know, like basically screaming and dancing behind Kermit, and I wrote down Marvin just f-ing around behind Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what he's doing. That's accurate. Yep, he does it. Um, also another thing. So we talked, you guys, one of you, I think Ryan mentioned a minute ago, Kermit telling Fozzie that he was very funny. And then he tells Gonzo, I love the song. Did yeah. he call Gonzo Gonsis? I swear he says Gonsis. I loved the song. I, I heard oh. Gonza. Yeah. Yeah. I, either way, I, it seems like it was probably a little bit of a, like, like Jim Henson fudged that line a little bit, or it was just an ad lib in the first place. Maybe, right. maybe, uh, Jim Henson flubbing the line. He was like, He's like, I don't want to do this over again. You know what? Just make the music louder. I don't want anyone <laughs> yeah. to hear anything in this scene. <laughs> yeah, right. so I, I like that he's just going around telling everyone that he likes what they did. Because then he tells Bunsen, the pills were wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> they were. It's true. They worked. They worked. Look how big. No, I'm saying they were wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were yeah. wonderful because they worked. Look how big Animal's head got. 50 so big. 40 feet in diameter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so and then um, Zoot and Waldorf are both asleep. Yeah, that's I like Statler trying to wake Waldorf up. I enjoy that. Well, and like he was, it seemed like he was genuinely surprised. Like he's laughing <laughs> at something, and he turns to Waldorf and like, "Oh, you've you've been sleeping for uh, probably quite a while now." Probably this whole movie. But does that mean that Statler managed to stay awake for the entire Muppet movie? Well, my guess is Statler was making was heckling the Muppet movie by himself. And not really paying enough attention to his friend who was completely silent and asleep. He didn't realize that, that when Waldorf stopped making jokes, he had fallen asleep. Maybe. Yeah. Meanwhile, stop. Zoot's whole, like, Zoot's character arc in this movie is falling asleep. Zoot's, char- Zoot's character arc throughout his entire life is falling asleep. Right, exactly. Yeah. So um, speaking of Zoot, his bandmate uh, gets the final word here, which is Animal yelling, Go home! Go home! Bye bye. And then he faints. And then he faints. For some reason. I don't know why he faints. Well, it's exhausting. We just did a whole movie. Yeah, he's true. Or maybe he ate too many couch cushions. He's eating couch cushions. He's been jumping around. He's had a great time at this screening. Yeah, couch cushions are like turkey. Every time I eat, I I just I just get really sleepy. (laughs) Um so but this kind of starts a trend for animal also. He does this at the end of Mubs Take Manhattan, too. Yeah. And uh, on every episode of the original Muppet Baby series. I was just going to say the same thing. Go bye-bye. Yeah. Does he, and, does he not do that in the new Muppet Babies? Uh, no, he doesn't. No, there's nothing after oh. the credits. Oh, oh, what, what a wasted opportunity. opportunity. In every other way, it's a much better series. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, but yeah, so that brings us to the end of the Muppet movie. Well, there's one last thing that I wrote down, which yeah, is... Um, either of you had anything else, so go ahead, Joe. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, well, it's just that after Animal Faints and the screen goes to black, there's text on the screen that says, this film is dedicated to the memory and magic of Edgar Bergen. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so Edgar Bergen, I wrote down, he died on uh, September 30th, 1978. So obviously the movie hadn't come out yet, but they had, they were probably still filming in September 78. Well, that's what I was going to say is because the, the draft that we talk about is, what's the date on it, Ryan? July 12th? It's from June 12th. June 12th. So September 30th is only three, three and a half months after that. He must, yeah, he must have passed very soon after he shot his cameo. Yeah. 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 So obviously, you know, like that's, I, I like that. It, it's kind of like Jim acknowledging where puppetry, I mean, it's not really where puppetry started, but like maybe popular culture, uh, mass popular culture uh, uh, puppetry started. And right. well, this is kind of, that. as of 1979, where you are acknowledging like, you know, almost a, that, like, not only where it came from, but that the old ways are done and this is the new ways of puppetry, yeah. maybe? Yeah. There's definitely a passing of the torch in Edgar Bergen's episode of The Muppet Show. It kind of feels yeah. like that. That's true. Uh, I also want to point out when I was looking up uh, to see the exact date Edgar Bergen died, I just Googled his name and uh, on, there's a little information box on the right side of the screen and it gives you when he was born, when he died, who his wife was who his children were and it says dummy charlie mccarthy so dummy is listed along with spouse and children does it not list mortimer snurd well no it's just an information box i'm sure if you click on something it'll give you more information but i just found that amusing that like how many how many people when you google their name (laughs) does it list dummy children, their their family yeah and you guys know um jim henson and kermit spoke at edgar bergen's funeral oh Oh, i don't think i did actually well, here is from uh, New York Times, June 10th, 1979. Last autumn when Edgar Bergen died, etc., cetera, uh, his daughter Candace asked Jim Henson and Kermit the Frog to say a few words at the funeral. There seems to be something strange about having a puppet in this situation, began tall, lean, 42-year-old Henson, the brown-bearded, gentle-voiced, ever-calm creator of the Muppets. I've never appeared at a funeral before, said the hand frog puppet on Henson's hand. But the family asked me if I would bring Kermit, and Charlie would have liked it, Kermit interrupted Henson. And it goes on from there. It's a New York Times article. We'll link to it. But uh, yeah. Well, wow. so that was the first time that Kermit, sp- Kermit spoke at a funeral. Uh, and the last time was probably Jack Donaghy's mom's funeral. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. And that would be a reference to an episode of 30 Rock. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> he didn't even actually speak, right? It was just like a kind of a montage and at one point oh, they showed no Jack. no no he's 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 there he's on the episode twice once in the uh in the audience and once um giving a, a speech oh, i believe okay. if i remember correctly someone's gonna probably correct me i believe he's talking about the meaning of life or something uh, like that like it's something where like only kermit knows the meaning of life I, i'm i'm probably getting a part of that wrong time for me to revisit 30 rock always a good idea well we'll have plenty of time to talk about 30 rock later in future episodes, because Tina Fey is going to be in one of these movies. <laughs> Not for a while. But anyways, so before we close, I do want to let our listeners know that we will be back next week with a wrap-up episode about the Muppet movie. Yes, we're so, not quite finished yet. This is not quite our finale for the Muppet movie. But before we close, does anyone, do either of you have anything else for these minutes? I have one final excerpt from... 
the beloved June 12th, 1978 draft of the screenplay. Before we burn it forever. Before we put it away in a drawer and forget about it. Um, at the very end of the movie in that draft, there was, I guess this would have been instead of the, the sequence in the screening room, it says, various shots of the Muppets congratulating each other and climbing into their cars. This is outside the movie studio. Uh, then it says, the Muppets drive through the gate, waving to the guard. Kermit is the last to pass on his bicycle. As the credits roll, the camera moves up and in on the World Film Industries sign. But now, instead of the Art Deco statue of a director holding a globe, Kermit the Frog holds the globe and grins to the camera. They wow. built a new statue during the screening. <laughs> it, was, it was such a hit, they knew. They let Kermit take over the studio. That would have been fun. That would have been fun, and it would have been a great bookend for Kermit on his bike at the beginning and at the end of the movie. Right, I mean, he doesn't actually... Oh, well, yeah, he rides a bike in the movie, within the movie. He right, yeah, I didn't mean the into the theater. I meant, I meant, you know, that's like the first really amazing puppetry shot that everyone remembers from this film. Yeah. Although, although in the draft, right, we do see him arrive on his bike. That was one of the things, right? Yeah, exactly. There, there are more arrivals of Muppets at the studio in the draft. Ah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but either way, it would have been fun to see because the movie does open with the, the Worldwide Studios uh, statue, so it would have been fun to see Kermit as the Worldwide Studios statue at the very end. It would it would have been like High Noon, no, not High Noon, uh, The Searchers, uh, where uh, with, where they start and end with the same shot. That's right. It would have been just like The Searchers, just yeah. like The Searchers. Um, and on that note, I'm going to go ahead and close it for today. Oh, wait, can I, can I say one thing real quick before you do close? Sure. Uh, so I, I think the two of you know this, um, that I am not really a podcast guy, uh, but I have been listening to your podcast religiously, and I think it's fantastic. I think this is one of the most fun podcasts ever, and I'm not just saying that because it's uh, really relevant to one of my most uh, my biggest interests, but like I think you guys have been doing a fantastic job um, I think it's amazing that you managed to make it all the way through this movie. Um, I think you should be really proud of yourselves. I'm like, as, as you know, an, a, an owner of toughpigs.com, I'm really proud uh, to have this under our banner. So congratulations to you guys. And oh. like, I, and I cannot wait for you to start um, the next movie, whatever it's going to be. It's gonna, it's going to be called Muppets go bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for listening, and thank you for all the very nice words. Yeah, really, that that means a lot. It does. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, so now that is it for today. We will be back next week with one more Muppet movie episode. And uh, in the meantime, check out toughpigs.com on the internet. Toughpigs.com. It's easy. Just type it in. <laughs> That's what I do. You can find me on Twitter at Zeppo Marxist. You can find Ryan on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. And you can find Joe Hennis where on the internet. You can find Joe Hennis at Joe Hennis at, on Twitter, but also uh, on Twitter at Tough Pigs and on Facebook on Tough, Tough Pigs and on Instagram at Tough Pigs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's very convenient. Sure is. So our theme music is by Stacy Rosen. Our logo is by Morgan Davey. Thank you again to both of you. Yes. And if you are so inclined, give us a positive review on whatever podcast app you're using. We'd appreciate it. Tell everyone you've ever met. 
to listen to Joe Hennis's favorite podcasts. <laughs> Moving right along. Join us again next week for one final Muppet movie-themed episode. Goodbye. Go home. Bye-bye.